Hey guys, this is our new series called Fearless Generosity, and this series will show you how to not be afraid of giving generously, such as your time, your heart, and your love, and it will show you that everything starts with your heart. For more info, please visit marinuschurch.org slash JHM. Thanks. Okay, maybe, hopefully, cross my fingers. I know, no, you'll be so old, you won't even remember me. You'll be so old. I'm, oh gosh. Hopefully that's in a really long time. <laughs> All right, moving on. You guys are raring to go. <laughs> there have been so many funny moments during this weekend. It's great. It's just great. Okay, so for the next few weeks, we're going to be in this series called Fearless Generosity. And we're talking about generosity that goes beyond money and financial things. Today we're going to be talking about fearless forgiveness, right? At some point in your life, over your 12 years, 13, 14 years of living, you've probably had to forgive someone, and someone's probably had to forgive you. Yes? Yes? Can any of you guys remember the very first time you had to ask for forgiveness? No? Do you remember? Did it involve your siblings? Yeah? I remember the very, very first time I had to ask for forgiveness. Um, I was sweet, innocent, little Diane, six years old. Um, I was the good kid in my family. I was the good kid in my family. Bangs, I like cute little Bob. I was very quiet, very, very shy. And um, there were three girls in our family, and we liked to play things like teacher or school or post office or restaurant. Anyone know what I'm talking about? Yes. Well, on this particular day, we decided to play restaurant. And I, being the youngest, um, always got assigned the lame role. Like, so lame, just sat there. I was the customer who sat at the table and didn't really do much. My dream role in this whole scenario was the hostess, because you got to call people to your table. Yeah, and we had a karaoke machine, so we had a microphone, and that's all I wanted to do was call people on the microphone to their table, these fake imaginary people, you know, it was great. But my sisters always stole the bigger, better roles, and I got really angry one time, like, so angry, like, like uncontrollable, didn't know what I, like, what was happening, and all of a sudden, I looked my sister Beth dead in the eyes and was like, I hate you, like, I was like, I didn't even know where it came from. And instantly, as soon as I said it, I was like, uh-oh. And my mom heard it because it was on the microphone, and I got in big trouble. <laughs> and I remember having to go to my sister and ask for forgiveness because, man, it was just not a nice thing to do. Be nice to your siblings, guys. Just be very, very nice to them. No. Yes! No. Yes! Be nice to them. <laughs> I know. I know. Just, here's the thing, here's the key to siblings. Hold on to the really good moments, the really fun moments, yes? When they be nice, I'll be nice back. Oh, then you be nice first, and then they'll be nice back to you. So I had to ask my older sister for forgiveness, and it was the most humbling, um, nervous thing, but I instantly was like, okay, I've learned from that mistake, I feel less guilty, I, I'm probably not as innocent as was then, you know. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Okay, so today we're going to talk on forgiveness, obviously. Do you guys have any good forgiveness moments that you want to share? Any good ones? Max? Oh. Yeah. 
Oh, that's fun. Oh no! Oh. Wait. Yeah, when you were on the ATV. Oh. Oh, you were on a break and you shattered her iPad. So vacation, bummer on vacation. Sorry. Any, any, Laney. Oh yeah. Ouch. How did he do that? He well, boys don't understand their own strength sometimes. Megan. That's a good moment. Okay. Well, we're talking about forgiveness because this is one of the things that Jesus calls us to do. He calls us to be people of forgiveness. In Colossians uh, 3.13, it says, Never hold grudges. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Why do you, what do you guys think the definition of forgiveness is? Brooklyn. Yeah, that's good. Anyone else? Definition of forgiveness? Yeah, Jack, awesome. Well, you have sat here for three services, and I really appreciate that you have memorized that. He actually got it right. The whole definition of forgiveness is to pardon, excuse, or let go of anger. So that is the reason we forgive. Um, why do you guys think in our society today that we lack this idea of forgiveness? Any ideas? Yeah, Jack Viola. Yeah, they want vengeance, justice. Wes? Why do you think in society today we lack forgiveness? Totally. We're too cool. We're better. We want, go for it. Yeah, yeah, let's be honest. Great. Megan, one more. Last. Yeah, we don't want to admit we're wrong. We've been burned. We want justice. It's all about me. I, I'm the right person. I'm the better person in this situation. Um, but we are called to forgive. It sets people free from a lot of different things. Um, for the past three years of my life, um, I've had this really giant lesson of forgiveness in my life. Probably not one I would ever want to experience, but I became very angry and bitter and really unhappy and ashamed. My brother-in-law um, got into some pretty serious trouble, um, really scary stuff. I couldn't understand it because that's not how I was raised. Um, I had no like concept of what to do. He and my sister had a baby outside of marriage, which that wasn't a value we grew up with. He's precious. He's great. He's, he's Elijah, a little, little guy. Um, and they eventually got married. However, he still, they still continued down this path of just things that I thought I could never forgive them for. Um, he ended up rob being part of a robbery um, and ended up getting shot in the chest. Now, he's okay. 
Um, but he was part of this, like, situation that I just was like, I can never forgive you. You put my sister and my nephew in this situation. You're ruining their lives. I can't forgive you. I mean, and this, was on, this situation was on top of a few other things that were just really scary to me. He got a DUI and all that. You know, he got um, stabbed. And he was just in this situation where um, he was doing these things that I just... Things just kept building up inside of me, bitterness and anger and shame, because that's not how our family was raised. That's not, you know, the path that I would choose to go down. So I started to become very bitter and angry with him, and really, um, it ended up really hurting me for three years. Um, so all this guilt and this bitterness set in, and Hebrews twelve fifteen it says, Look after each other so that not one of you will fail to find God's best blessings. Watch out that no bitterness takes root among you, for it springs up and it causes deep trouble, hurting many in their spiritual lives. So I was letting this bitterness take over my life, and it was, it was damaging my own spiritual life with Jesus. It was getting in the way of that because I was so focused on him and his wrongdoings, and I was putting myself up on this, like, pedestal. I was like, I'm the better person here. I don't sin, which is not true. I, like, was holding myself up here and thinking that I was the better person, but that bitterness started to creep in and take over my life, um, and then there was this fear that set in, this fear that if it happens again, like, I don't know if I could forgive him again. I don't know how many times I can do this. Is this bitterness going to creep back up in my life? But God says in 1 John 4, 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. So I rested in that a lot. That if I love him, the fear will drive out. Now, in this story, I have, there are two incredible people that I don't know how they did it. Um, they really taught me a lot about forgiveness. My parents, um, as soon as things started to like spin out of control, get a little crazy, they decided that they were going to forgive them, that they were going to walk alongside them, that they were going to forgive them for what they've done. They were going to be the light of Christ in their lives. Now, it took me a really long time to let go of this bitterness and anger, but the forgiveness started to shine through in my life and realize that my sins are no different than my brother-in-law's sins. My sins are no different than my, sister, my sister's sins. What they needed wasn't my anger or my bitterness or my anger or a shamefulness. They needed love and hope and God in their lives, and they needed Christ's light in their lives. Bitterness isn't going to help them. Anger wasn't going to help them. But Christ's life would. So why do you guys think you should forgive? Any answer, any question? Why do you guys think you guys should forgive? Any thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. Because, totally. Because, yeah, we've been forgiven. God died on the cross for our sins. We've been forgiven. In Colossians, let's look over this again. It says, never hold grudges. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. We are being called to be forgivers. It says in Matthew, 
the key to my relationships with others because it is the key. Forgiveness is the key in relationships with God and others. Let's look at Matthew 6. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive your sins. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. God is calling us to forgive, and that's what he was calling me to forgive my brother-in-law. It was a painful, difficult thing, but my forgiveness helped build my relationship back up with Christ, and it helped my brother-in-law. It says in Luke 10, I'm sorry, Luke 18, even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. God is saying, you must forgive him. You don't really have an option. Help them out. Be the light of Christ in this situation. And then lastly, forgiveness creates peace in your life. Forgiveness creates peace. Your life is too short, and we are here on this earth to do bigger things than to sit in bitterness and anger and shamefulness. Use your life. Do not get stuck in this unforgiveness, bitterness thing. So this, let's look at Romans 12, 18. If it, is, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Live at peace. So this week, I want you to start living a lifestyle of unforgiveness. So I want you guys to take a moment, close your eyes, and just think of that one person that you want to forgive. And then once you're done with that, I want there's tables on the back, uh, the front of the room. Write that person's name down, and then you're just going to put it on the wall. So take a moment, think of that person, that person that you need to create peace with. And then in your own time, go write a name on a card and then stick it in the wall. And then come back to your seat.
this one final verse, Matthew 18, 21 through 22. I can read it. Okay. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. So Jesus is pretty serious about this. If you need forgiveness or you, someone needs to forgive you, at some point in your life, you will need to be forgiven. So remember, begin to live a lifestyle of forgiveness because that's what Jesus called us to. Let me pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, we just are so thankful for these students and their willingness to learn about you and their excitement for you. Lord, I ask that as these students go out um, this week that they begin to live a lifestyle of forgiveness. Um, in your name we pray. Amen. Have a fantastic week. We'll see you next weekend. Oh.